एंड वेलकम टू वॉइस फॉर लोकल और मैं हूँ मोनिशा सिंह कटियाल आर एम ऑन वॉइस फॉर लोकल इज ऑल अबाउट सेलिब्रेटिंग लोकल होम ग्रोन देसी ब्रांड्स देर जर्नी दैट इंस्पायर्स अस देर प्रोडक्ट्स दैट वी लव एंड द फैक्ट दैट देर मेड इन इंडिया इज वॉट वी प्रमोट कीपिंग दैट इन माइंड माई गेस्ट टूडे इज सम वन हु बिलीव्स इन सस्टेनेबिलिटी फेयर ट्रेड हैंड मेड एंड ट्रूली एडवोकेट्स दैट we have today with us a ceramic brand nitara from calcutta and we are chatting with its founder karishma kajaria hi karishma thank you so much for choosing to be a part of this show actually i'm so excited to be having this conversation with you thank you so much thank you for bringing me along i'm very excited about this this is the first of its kind that i'm doing i'm actually in love with what you do and what i'm really intrigued about is the fact that you know you're a fashion graduate to working with some of the big brands like shantanu and nikhil or nupur kanoy you have decided to start your own brand in ceramics that too in 2019 i want to know from you why ceramics and what inspired you to start nitara honestly it was just something that i really liked doing while i was applying for jobs after come done a masters in fashion management i was looking at jobs but my pinterest searches were not fashion my pinterest searches were ceramics and crockery and table setting and then just one day i was like should i give this a try and kind of just took it from there took it by the wing i had zero idea about it so i went and did a hobby course which was eight sessions one hour or two hours each it would provide a basic understanding of ceramics i did that i asked other people around me for help who were potters kind of figured out things and then i was just like oh yeah it doesn't sound so bad i did give myself one year to see if i would get any kind of a favorable response thankfully i did so 3 years later i'm still here i think that's wonderful but you know one of the big things that i notice when i go to your website or any of the interviews that i've read is that you use this word fair trade sustainability very often correct most brands use it but i want to know and i've seen it repeatedly used in your interviews i've seen it very prominently displayed on your website what do these two words mean to you and how have you made sure that these two values are true to the brand So when it comes to sustainability for me is a way of how I live as well it's making sure that what we use what we have what we do everything has a positive impact i'm the kind of person who stopped shopping from zara i'm the person who's wearing everything they own right so that is something that i want to show from my brand also i have sustainability in something as simple as my designs the things that you could use now but also 5 years 10 years 15 years down the line i ask people i ask all of my customers to take care of their products so that maybe their kids can use it i think using what has already been made and using it to the best of its life is sustainability i've been using paper packaging i don't know how sustainable i'm being with that because a lot of it is virgin paper not all of it is recycled paper at this point in my life i think it's a better alternative than plastic but then i use plastic when i can in the sense that it's better to use plastic than to send something broken i also use plastic to recycle any packaging i have so it's just these little things that i can do to be a little more sustainable if i have a client who has something broken suppose something in transit or in general i request them to maybe use a broken mug as a planter i have so many such photos where they end up doing that 
I have a small thing about Kintsugi on my page where I do encourage people if I get comments about it about how to fix something broken I do it. At the moment I'm in talks with people who do uh, terrazzo who do mosaic work just so that if I have broken pieces which I tend to do a lot uh, during manufacturing during other things I'm talking to them so that I find a way to kind of dispose that off. Another aspect is to not have things which are seasonal. So these are the things that I do in my brand. This collection's about 2 years old. It'll be there for another 5-7 years, maybe more because I don't want it to go out of season. When it comes to fair trade, I work with local potters. So these are villagers. These are essentially uneducated people who've been doing these for generations. Their kids do not want to do this anymore. It's so difficult to find potters these days because they're just not getting paid enough for them to keep doing it. But I go to them, I talk to them. There's always these added benefits. Like if it's going to take longer, I'll pay more for it. I'm okay to do that. So oftentimes my profit margin might not be as big as it should be. But when they're coming and asking me for money because they're overworked or they're pulling something in a very short stint, I do give them, you know, the pricing. If it's extremely high, we sit and have a conversation, you know, Tell me what's the best that you can do without it affecting you. And then after a point when they say, no, no, this is the best. I do not kind of go and sit bargain for another 10 rupees, 20 rupees, 50 rupees. So these are certain things that I do here. But later on, I do plan to have my own setup. One thing which is very important to me is to have a profit sharing basis with the people I employ. So that is something which is why I'm so hesitant to build a team because I know when I build one, I want them to be like family for them to benefit out of what they're making as well. So these are just certain things that are very important. So tell me, how big is the team currently? Oh, it's just one person. That's just really? me right now. Wow. I have my mother help me out. I have my driver, he help me out. He's a gem. He does everything. I have a part-time employee, but he has another full-time job. So I work around his schedule right now. But I think, see, it's so amazing because what you're trying to tell me is that if there's a dream, then team need a team. You know, it's about making the dream, that passion of yours come true. It's about starting small, but you can actually grow big. For sure. And I also think it's about taking help from people around you. I get a lot of advice from my friends. If I have a lot of work, I will, you know, bank on my relatives, all of my friends. I'm just like, you know, the people you can take for granted and if you're starting something if you want to build something I think that there's no harm in asking for help absolutely and there's no harm in taking advice and inputs from people about your collection your packaging the way you want to build your brand because no advice is ever good or bad it's up to you what you want to take or you don't want to take Absolutely. That's, I think, absolutely brilliant. What I also love is the fact that in unknowingly, you've also enabled your driver. You've taught him a new skill set and you've actually Correct. even increased his knowledge. You know, Correct. I am going to touch upon this one member team. But before that, I want to know, you just said, you know, potters are there in villages, but their children do not want to take up pottery. So how yeah. tough or how easy is it? identify these potters and build a relationship with them honestly it's not the easiest my biggest issue in the last three years has been production i have more demand than i have scope for production and i'll tell you i met with this incredible gentleman he was maybe about 75 80 years old 
his work was brilliant during his time and which is about 40 50 years ago he's gone all over the world with his pottery and he's from a village of course somebody else had to assist him take him there his son has been looking for a job just like an office worker job right i keep telling him why don't you teach him pottery i will employ him i have other manufacturers who are willing to employ but he's just like no there is you know that's not something he wants to do and also it's not got the same job security or whatever their reasons are at that point he is just completely adamant to learn and his father he's got a lot of skills like he's made some of my samples and they're absolutely brilliant like this is an instance the other instance is one of our manufacturer is literally going to a village to kind of scope up people because they say they want to come but then later around they get some other work maybe whether it's like a small temporary thing or something but they're just like no let's just do that instead of slogging with clay all day because it can get exhausting it is physical work so in that sense because of a lot of things there's just not a lot of villager craftsmen doing it now we have this area in calcutta called kumartoli which is the potter's hub right they don't have a single wheel they don't have a single kiln they said over the years all the kilns have been sold all they do is kacha matti ka work for durga puja where they make idols but although they've got that skill it's just something they don't want to do and when i'm coming from calcutta and i have a big area right there and if i can't find a potter there at this point i don't know where to find potters also so could it also be that the reason they take on this job a temporary job like you mentioned it could be because of job security it could be the income steady income coming in because something like pottery does not help them make the kind of money to run their basic homes to support basic families because again you mentioned the potter's family is now wanting to grow a step further they want to take on jobs and for that they need good education correct and i completely agree because initially when i come to know the kind of money that the potters were getting paid i was shocked and these people are proper skilled workers thankfully in the last 2 3 years i have seen a change at least with the people that i am working with i'm also thankful to be kind of a part of the change where i do encourage other people to also think about them assist them but of course i'm hoping it's a larger change than just the couple of people that i am in contact with but things are changing because there's just so much scarcity at this point that people are ready to finally pay for the talent that they have i come from a fashion field right i see the amount of money that tailors masters get like a master pattern maker yes right and for me to see that and then see somebody with a similar level of skill but in a different field get maybe a tenth of that it was surprising yeah. it was eye opening that's that's true i completely agree with you and i'm very glad that you mentioned things like profit share you mentioned things like saying let's you know figure how that you don't lose out on money these are very small things but then you know these are the things that help enable people and that's how the other future generations will see the potential in continuing with family traditions i also want to know from you you've mentioned many times that there've been older people older men who've been hesitant to work with you either because you're a woman or because you're a young startup i want to know a few instances that have happened but more importantly how did you overcome them um some of the 
some of my instances include the first time that I was uh, looking for a new vendor. I'd gone to them. Their thing was just like, oh, you do this, you do that for us. You know, basically thinking that I'm just like a young girl. I'll do whatever. I'm here to waste my father's money and all of that. You know, why don't you build a part of our factory for me and then we'll work, you know, for that. And I was just like, maybe I'd do that five years down the line, two years down the line, when you've formed that relationship, when you're giving me that kind of a product. But at this point, like, why would you expect that? So I had to literally fight for months because what they wanted was money up front because they thought they could get it out of me. Then something like paper-free packaging when I'm dealing with all of these people who make cartons, who make paper pulp trays. The first time I speak to them, you know, the quotes are insane. They're just so high and I know they're high. Madam ji, aapko lena to lijiye na, aap mat lijiye, don't worry about it. Aap dekh lo, aap loko to plastic chhodna hota hai. Okay, fine, I'll, you know, like, if I don't have an option at that point, I'll take it because I need it ASAP, but then I'll figure out other ways. But even then, they'll be like, ma'am, isme time lagega, madam, isme time lagega, aap chhodiye na, ho jayega na, aap phone kyu kar rahe, ma'am, hum aapko de denge. If I'm placing an order and I'm getting it after two months, of course, I'm going to be calling them. But their entire thing is, why are you wasting your time on this? You'll get it. No, it's okay. You'll get it when I send it to you or whatever. So in that sense, so many times I've just been calling them and they've not picked up the call. And this one point, I literally had to tell somebody, like, are you treating me like this because I'm a girl, because I'm young or because my order quantity does not match the kinds that you want? I'm working with your minimum order quantity. I'm working with way more than what you specified was your minimum order quantity. Maybe not as much as a bigger brand takes from you, but the best I can do. So please tell me a reason. But it's just so difficult. So how do you overcome these challenges? Honestly, I just be like, no, no, and it works and it works so good. And then after a couple of months, they'll be like, you're not dumb. I was just like, yeah, I'm running a business. I'm not dumb just because I talk to you like that. It is not. I take full advantage of them expecting me to be a dumb girl. Basically. That's quite smart of you though. <laughs> so you've openly mentioned on social media that there were growing pains with Nitara. Correct. And how they were bittersweet. Tell me about this and you know I want to know that why was it so important for you to share this statement on social media? I feel I want to have a very transparent brand where if I'm struggling I want other people to know that it's okay to struggle or in case they've had a bad experience with us it's because that's not the norm that's because as a single person team I'm also stretched thin where I know my mistakes and I apologize for them but you know mistakes are how you learn like I can't stop myself from making mistakes I can only learn and make sure they don't happen again and try my best that they don't happen in the first place. But if it does, it does, right? In the last two, three years, I've had a lot of production issues. I have a collection perpetually out of stock. I get really small quantities. As soon as I get it, it's sold out. Then another six months, it's not available. At this point, that's not professional, but I don't know what to do about it. It's all handmade. It's all made in small quantities. Then I also do white labeling, where there's a brand, they can approach me. If they want something, I'll design it for them very happily send it off to them where I have agreed to do something and I've not been able to deliver it. The advance and the monetary part was reimbursed, but the time loss couldn't be. But that's something that I struggled with and that's something that stuck with me. 
at this point i do not want to take new white label contracts till the time i don't figure out other things that's what i've learned from that i had a customer wanting to return something because and we don't accept returns but because of whatever their logic i was i agreed to it i asked them if they would like an extra piece i would send the replacement which was not accepted they just wanted to return it i just could not get my courier company to get it back to me and that one piece of mug was not worth the amount of money that i would have had to spend to just get it back sorted that out but it took a lot of time i mean the client had to suffer for a month but i think a lot of it is also because i'm just like a one person team if i'm taking a holiday in 3 years for a week i'm not here to dispatch orders which are coming in or if I, i'm down with covid and there's something which needs to go which is urgent which is packed and kept but i have to talk to the courier person and give it to him i'm unable to do it and so the work gets hampered but it is growing pains because at this point i've outgrown just being a one person team i need another person but if i don't find somebody i can't keep somebody right but having said that with all the challenges that you just stated to me you've also started international shipping correct so you've taken the brand from calcutta to the rest of the world correct i want to know that a young entrepreneur one member team company what are your biggest learnings and what advice would you like to give to young girls like you young entrepreneurs like you who want to start indian homegrown brand you know i was asked this question once before and my first thing is just start start if you don't have an idea it's okay to not have an idea just start then learn as you go maybe don't invest a lot of money in the beginning because you're still learning but invest a little bit like a little bit of money goes a long way i started with like less than 50000 investment like my first collection was 50000 i spent a little bit here and then that's about it i learned as i went at this point i've spent a lot of money and i've put in a lot more money in the company but that's how i started i was okay that if that money did not give its results i was okay to lose it also i went in thinking this is the amount i want to put in I'm okay if it does not work out for me in this amount. I'm okay to accept my mistakes, but and I made a lot of mistakes, a lot. My first ten orders, I think eight out of those ten broke. But I learned. I have a one percent breakage rate right now, which I'm pretty happy with. I can't do more than that. And I don't know. It's just about starting, learning as you go. Try and take every resource that's available for you and ask for help. Would also ask for help to a person who would be willing to help you, or you know, like just don't cold message people like, "Oh, I'm starting this. Please help me." No, tell me what to do. No, find a mentor, find somebody else to guide you. Okay, so tell me one milestone that you have laid for yourself that you've recently achieved, and one milestone that you're looking forward to achieving. The one milestone that I recently achieved was international shipping. I really wanted to get it done in twenty twenty one. and i finally by the end of the year i was happy with the system i had in place and uh, that was my biggest milestone for a while now it's been great right and something that i want to achieve i have this target of achieving x amount of orders a month which i'm way off right now but that's something that i want to do where i'm looking at quantity at this point and i'm not necessarily looking at the total amount of revenue that i get in hmm just that oh i should be getting x amount a month great now if i was to ask you for one local homegrown brand that you would like to recommend comes and gets featured on voices for local who would that be and why 
There's so many. You know, recently I've been working with a couple of textile brands. I think some of them are great. You know, there's this brand in Jaipur. They're from Jaipur. It's called Taru Jaipur. Okay. Like I love the way they were doing their brand. I love their products. All of that. That was really great. One of my friends, she's got a stationery brand, Colorscape. We went to college together. Her work's brilliant. She's doing some really good work with her stationery. Like I feel she's one of the best graphic designers, print makers that I know of. Lovely. I think we've got these two brands mm-hmm. that I think we would love to feature. Yeah. But more importantly, here's wishing you all the best, Karishma. I absolutely adore Thank the fact so that you're such a young girl, one team member trying to make a difference, not <laughs> just in growing your brand single-handedly, but I think more importantly, you know, following what's right in terms of fair practice and sustainability, like you said. I think you've got it all. I like your ideology as an entrepreneur to save your profit sharing. So, you know, you're just going to go up from here there's no looking down for you anymore so wishing you all all the best Karishma thank you so much thank you so much thank you for choosing to be a part of this show Karishma and wishing you all the best to all my listeners write in to me with your suggestions names of brands that you would like to see get featured and connect with me on my Instagram at Manisha Singhatyal and please do follow at Voices for Local on Instagram to know more about your favorite local brands Until next time, do check out Nitara online and shop for your next coffee mug or a cheese platter. Happy shopping!